Before we get started, let's just maybe close our eyes and take a breath and like really hone in on what messaging we want to like put out there today and the alignment of the vibe, really. Hello and welcome back to Wellness Digest, episode number six. Today we're going to be talking about the basics of astrology and Liv and I are extremely excited for this episode because we are going to be welcoming our first guest onto the podcast. Yay! So, yay. Um, we are going to be welcoming Lauren and she is a cosmic consultant and strategist. Lauren, welcome to Wellness Digest. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and be your first guest. Thank you. Do you want to just give the listeners a quick overview of what it is that you do and um, kind of how you how you got to figure out that cosmic consulting was your calling? Yeah, so um, I'm Lauren um, DeGolia. I'm an astrologer and like Tatum mentioned, a cosmic consultant. Um, I had no idea that this was my calling before I started studying astrology and the universe works in mysterious ways. And it's led me to a profession where I help um, individuals and business owners energetically align with um, what they're trying to accomplish in their life and figure out using the basics of astrology and the timing that is in someone's natal chart, um, how to continue to move forward towards your passion and your desires in your life. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's such a beautifully, <laughs> beautifully um, said answer. So I'm curious, so people can kind of understand when you are working with somebody, like what does it typically look like in a session or when you first meet them? Yeah. So it looks or sounds exactly like this. It's a conversation, <laughs> right? Um, I am not a big believer in trying to impart um, astrology, uh, cosmic chatter, as I like to say, but like the, the complexity of astrology is really overwhelming. And I think you guys would both agree. I've read both your charts. Um, I know you've downloaded all the apps that have all the insights <laughs> and you're like, what do I do with this information? Like, yeah, I have no idea. And, um, I think those apps are great and it's a great starting point to be curious about, but in order to make astrology actually usable in your everyday life, not only do you have to have it like simplified and, um, you know, really toned into you and both your personal learning style, but like, you really need to have a view of it that makes sense. And that's like level one of astrology is where you need to start. And I think it's easy in this day and age with all the information out there, everything seems really convoluted. It's really, you know, different messaging for different astrologers. Like you need something super simple so that you can like get your bearings and figure out what you believe in, because there's so many different interpretations. It's hard to know like where to go and where to start. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think when I was first kind of understanding astrology, I was like, okay, I understand my sun moon rising. I think it does relate to me, but like, what do I do with that information? Yeah. How do I make it um, applicable to my everyday life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's actually where a lot of people are right now, kind of with learning about astrology, just that very surface level. And um, that's why we kind of wanted to bring you on the podcast because we wanted to 
tell everyone how much this can actually relate to like your overall well-being and help you feel more aligned in uh, in your environment and what you're doing, where you're trying to go, your path, and just kind of take that extra step in your um, journey of inner growth. Um, because both Liv and I have had sessions with Lauren and um, they, both of them, I think we can both say that we learned a lot more about ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. But what was really great about it is that we found ways to actually apply that information. She gave us suggestions for, um, you know, maybe how to cope with some emotions that we were feeling and um, actually like helped explain a lot of the big emotions we were feeling as well. Like I remember she said to me once, like talking about how I just don't have a lot of water in my chart. And so Mm. sometimes I am attracted to people who do have more water in their chart, even just friendships, relationships. Um, And she also gave me ways to kind of um, like be um, more in tune with water. Like when I am feeling really overwhelmed, like take a bath Mm -hmm. or go swimming or something like that. And it was amazing how much that I tried that, that that helped. And I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. Like why I'm feeling this way. Um, And so just that practical application is really um, what we wanted to kind of dive into today. So people can see what it's all about. Yeah. So I think one thing that people don't really understand is that astrology is both an art and a science. And the science part is how each of the planets in the heavens have a different energetic influence over us and our lives. And the art part is your natal chart is made up of certain energies based on those planetary placements the day that you were born. And you decide over the course of your life and the experiences that you have, how you are going to use those energies. Mm -hmm. And my job as, as an astrologist is to really like give you a different perspective of those energies and how to use those energies so that you can navigate things a little bit more easily. And I think what's great about astrology that I didn't understand before I even started really diving into it was that energetically, when you're able to like feel validated with how you've always felt, or, you know, this intuition that you've maybe always had about yourself and somebody actually like uncover something that you maybe haven't said out loud. Like it's a really powerful conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something not necessarily in the astrological realm, but, um, daily that Tatum and I do, like we always say, Oh, I reacted this way to something. And then Tatum's like, Oh, why might you be that way? And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about this, this, and I passed and she uncovers things. So I feel like these type of things help you make so much more sense of why you are the way you are. Um, Mm -hmm. and help guide you with how to either change and do differently or just kind of take that knowledge and live your life to the fullest. Yeah. Or just even just figure out why, like, where am I at? Mm -hmm. You know, we're all kind of conditioned to just show up the same way each and every day and do the same things each and every day. And the fact of the matter is, is that's impossible. A, things are Mm -hmm. always changing. And B, you have all of these different factors, including energetic, you know, influence from the cosmos that are truly impacting, you know, at least on an every other week perspective. We have a full moon or a new moon every other week. And, you know, people don't recognize that that can have a huge impact on your emotional body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're feeling just so overwhelmed and 
um, can't quite figure out why. Um, and it just kind of, like you said, gives you that extra sense of validation of like, mm -hmm. okay, I like, I'm allowed to be feeling this way. There's a reason why I'm feeling this way. How can I channel that, like rechannel that energy to be more, mm -hmm. um, like productive and take me to where I'm trying to go rather than being very stagnant and just feeling so stuck in that spot of like, Oh, I can't get out of this rut. Like what am I supposed yeah. to do? You know? So I think that that's where it can be really helpful to be more in tune with kind of what's mm -hmm. going on in the stars. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I guess we'll move in a little bit to some of the, the basics of astrology. Yeah. Um, so I think, like we said before, what most people know about it is that you have your big three. So mm -hmm. your sun, moon and rising. Um, can mm -hmm. you define those for us and um, explain a little bit about like what each of them means and what they tell us yep. about ourselves? Yeah. So your sun sign is how the world sees you. I like to call it the outside of your M&M. It's how you show up every day. It's how you feel like you um, are navigating in the world every day. Um, and it's really kind of that it's got some masculine energy associated with it. So when I describe sun signs to people, um, you know, I really just say it's what you have always kind of felt about yourself um, and how you how you relate interpersonally to people. Your moon sign is um, associated with feminine energy, nurturing energy, or the moon. And it is all about how you manage your emotions. And so that goes everything from like what makes you feel really happy and joyful to how you cope with stress and trauma. And when things come up, like what are some of the coping mechanisms that you have that help you process or not your emotions? And so it's super important to know your moon sign and characteristics around your moon sign, because that's going to help you when you're processing a lot of things that come up, which we're all always doing at some level or another, right. To be able to figure out what you need and how to show up for yourself. And then finally, there's your rising sign and your rising sign is what I like to call your spiritual growth edge. And what that really allows you to tune into is, okay, I know who I am, hashtag sun sign. I know how I feel, hashtag moon sign. Now I want to know how do I keep growing? How do I keep expanding? And the mm. characteristics of your rising sign are really the way that you lean into that growth edge. Okay. So how would someone go about determining what their, what their big three are? I know you said you need to know your obviously your birth date, birth time. A couple pieces of information that you need. Uh, number one, you need to have your date of birth and the place that you were born. Um, <clears throat> that could be super general, like Los Angeles, California doesn't need to be like super duper specific. Um, although it can be, um, your birth time is not required. However, you will not be able to understand your rising sign because the rising sign is based on the time. Um, if you do not have that, so there are a couple different ways to try and get that. Um, but generally speaking, it's really important to kind of have a general idea of the timing. Now, depending on what time you were born can also impact, like <clears throat> the accuracy can impact what your rising sign is, because mm. essentially, if you think about, um, this is like a clock, the Zodiac wheel is like a clock. 
every two and a half hours, approximately throughout the day, it's going through a different rising sign. So it's like constantly turning in the constellations. So if you happen to be born, let's say at 730 in the morning, and it's transitioning signs between 740 and 750, and you're not quite sure, like, what exact birth time you had, like, you might not have an exact, an exact rising sign. So just yeah. so you know. No, that okay. makes sense. That was such a digestible description you gave of your sun, moon, and rising. Um, and I feel like I kind of get confused by them. So thank you for that. But I'm excited to kind of dive into a little bit Tatum's and mine. Yeah. So I have Tatum's up first. So let's start with her. So first Tatum, like, tell me your sun, moon, and rising. Okay. If I'm correct, I am a Scorpio sun, a mm -hmm. Capricorn moon, and a mm -hmm. Taurus rising. Okay. And so um, you are exactly correct. So what that birth time also gives us is placement of those planets within your chart. So if you don't have a birth time, I won't be able to tell what house each of the planets were um, located in at the time of your birth. Now, some people might not think that that's super important, but I have in my years of being an astrologer have really identified that there's an undercurrent of energy that you have based on that house placement. And so what people haven't really been able to connect and why I think some of those apps that are out there are really confusing is it's like, oh, it will say your son is in the seventh house. Well, what what does that actually mean? Right. So we'll dive a little bit farther down the rabbit hole of astrology here. And I'm going to tell you so that, you know, going forward. So you have the 12 Zodiac signs that are make up the entire natal wheel, right? Mm -hmm. On the inside, you'll see the different pieces of pie. Each of those actually make up a Zodiac sign as well. Okay. And so if you start with the first house, which is like around nine o'clock, on the natal wheel, that's the house of Aries because that's the first zodiac sign. And so that's the piece of pie that goes from like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on average on the natal wheel. And then you follow that, um, those pieces of pie counterclockwise all the way back around to nine o'clock through each of the 12 zodiac signs. So for Tatum, for example, her son is in Scorpio, but there's a large amount of Libra energy because it's in the seventh house and Libra is the seventh Zodiac sign that gives her some access, not only to that Scorpio energy, which is super intense and focused and truly um, intuitive and transformational and all the beautiful elements of Scorpio, but also has that like really wanting to be fair, really wanting to have harmony, really being able to see everyone else's perspective. And so when you now start thinking about that sun sign, you really get a, a deeper appreciation for the complexity of who you are. Because mm -hmm. astrology, as, as basic as we try and make it of like, oh, here's your horoscope, it's actually like so many different dimensions that actually really speak to you and your uniqueness. Yeah. So that's funny because like, um, I feel like Scorpio, I'm just going to go ahead and call some people out. I feel like Scorpio is like the one sign that has so many stereotypes. Everyone's like, Oh, Scorpios are just like dark and intense and mysterious. Mm -hmm. And I have never felt that way about myself at all. And so mm -hmm. I, before I knew all of this, I was like, so I was 
just frustrated because I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm a Scorpio. Like that doesn't fit me, whatever. And then when I talked to Lauren more about it and she started explaining all these extra elements of it, I was like, oh, okay, this actually makes sense. This really does feel like me. Like what she was saying, I was like, it seemed like we had known each other for <laughs> years because she was explaining yeah. like literally me to a T. So it's more than Yeah. Just- and you have a, a pretty significant signature in your chart around your sun sign and actually around your moon sign. Um, so you know, with that Scorpio piece. And I think what really pisses me off in, in this study is people who really only want to talk about like the bad sides of some of these signs and Scorpio gets a super bad rap, right? Like, oh, you're just so deep and intense and, and all of that. But actually I think Scorpios like really want to have meaningful conversations in their life. Like they don't want to deal and talk with like the small talk of life. Like they want to go deep and like really get to know you and connect with you. And that's part of their healing power. So I definitely think that that part might really truly be you, but there's also the piece that really does like love justice, love harmony, love, beautiful aesthetic, like really is, is passionate about, um, that Libra energy that just, you know, really wants to understand people and and the different perspectives that they bring. Mm, Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So let's move on to your moon sign. You also have a pretty significant, um, moon sign placement here as well. So your moon is in the ninth house of Sagittarius. And so when you think of the combination of Sagittarius and Capricorn together, um, obviously we start with the zodiac sign that the moon is placed in. And, you know, the moon isn't super comfortable in Capricorn energy. Capricorn energy is that workhorse energy, right? So um, when you have the moon placed in Capricorn, I like to call it the business of emotions. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people with that placement are like, okay, just tell me what we need to do to move past this emotion so that I can do it. Is that accurate? (laughs) Yes. That's like, sounds like what I'm asking Olivia, like every week I'm like, just tell me, like, give me the tangible things I need to be doing, especially with health too. I'm like, when I'm trying to like take the next step in my health journey, I'm like, Olivia, just tell me what supplements to order. Just tell me what this I need to be doing. And she's like, it's way more complicated than that Tatum. You need to like take it slow. Yeah. But the beautiful part about that, like, um, Sagittarius undercurrent that you have access to is that that's all about the truth and seeking the truth, which could be related to seeking your emotional truth and really understanding that piece of yourself, which is why, and we'll talk about the elements in a second, that part of your homework was to really lean into the water side of your chart. Um, But that Sagittarian element, you know, is also about like higher learning, always wanting to continue to consume information. There's also a huge spiritual side Um, to Sagittarian energy, which is also awesome. And I think like really helps you emotionally try to figure out how to process your emotions in a way that feels aligned with yourself energetically. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? No, this is great. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's move on to Liv. So Liv, give me your big three. Okay. So my sun is in Virgo. My moon is Taurus and my rising is Sagittarius. Uh, Bing, bing, bing. You are correct. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Well done, my friend. Okay. So your sun is in Virgo 
placed in the house of Sagittarius. So before we started, I was like, you guys have some crazy Sagittarian energy crossover here. Um, you also have some unique signatures in, um, the ninth house, which is, you know, that Virgo piece of you is like always going to want things to be very well structured, very well organized. Um, you're going to want to have a process for things. So I'm sure you have a very clear process even for this podcast. Um, and I know you do a lot of nutrition work. And so like following a recipe and getting your food all organized, is going to be something that like really sets your heart on fire. Maybe even like making a checklist to go to the grocery store. Is that true? I have lists for every single yeah. aspect of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so similarly, that Sagittarian energy that you have access to underneath is again, like you're always learning, you're always expanding your knowledge of things. You're always going to have like some sort of growth element to who you are. The truth is also going to be really important to you as the truth is going to be really important to, to Tatum. So it's really nice that you have that synergies between your two charts. Love that. All right. So your moon in Taurus. Um, so we'll just start there. Moon in Taurus is someone who is super loyal, super stable. Um, so both of your moons are in earth energy, which like really gives you that practical sense of like, how do I process my emotions? What do I need to do when I'm feeling this way? You might have a go-to practice or ritual when you're feeling upset and you're like, okay, this is going to pass. Um, and I don't need to be too worried about the, this, even though it really sucks right now. Um, but you kind of have that undercurrent of Leo energy and that undercurrent of Leo energy in the fifth house is, you know, it might bring a little bit extra spice or drama to it, which is fine. Like that's what you were brought here to have. Um, you might get more upset or express yourself in a more bold way because of that. Um, it really like, there's an inner child piece here in, in Leo energy that like really needs to feel seen and feel validated in order to move past whatever you're experiencing or whatever emotion is coming up. Is that accurate? Yeah. I feel like Tatum and I are both laughing because this literally hits the nail on the head. Exactly how I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's good to know that that's like your style, right? Like that's your style of needing your emotions to feel seen. And, you know, with any relationship, when you know these things about people and you know that Tatum's always going to be like, I'm feeling all this. And like, maybe she needs to go for a walk or she needs to meditate or she needs to do something. And you're like, I'm going to give you your space to figure that out. But when Liv's upset, it's like, no, I, I need to talk this out and I need you to like really see me so that we can move <laughs> forward. And like, think of how much faster you can reach resolution that way. Just mm -hmm. as best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how we kind of communicate with each other. I feel like that described it really mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah. That's super cool. Thank you for that. Yes, yeah. You're welcome. You. <laughs> um, so you mentioned briefly in both of those a little bit about like um, how we each have some earth elements and then yeah a little bit of the water too so I guess could you explain like kind of how the four elements play a little bit into into charts totally yeah so um astrologically speaking each element is associated with a different 
elements of fire, air, water, and earth. So fire elements are your Aries, your Leo, your Sag. Um, earth energy is your Taurus, your Virgo, your Capricorn. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are all air energies. And then Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces are all your water energies. And so why that is important is each of those energies kind of um, have a different energetic flavor to them. The fire energies are really bold, very passionate, full of desire, want to keep learning, want to keep expanding, like literally think fire like burns, right? If you have too much, it burns, but you need it to like get yourself going and, and sustain yourself. Um, you also need that earth energy. That's going to keep you like super grounded in the earth and feel aligned with who you are and what you're doing. Um, air energy is all around communication. It's ruled by the mind, the lungs. It's pretty much like connecting the lungs to the chest, which is like how you're really getting uh, those emotions out, processing, communicating, connecting in that way. And then water is tied to your emotions again. And it truly is like how you allow those to flow through you and your life. So when you think about um, kind of wanting those things to be in balance, like it's really important to know how your chart is distributed. Like we look then astrologically speaking at the distributions of the planets and the constellations in your chart. And I identify like where you have more access to what kind of energy or not, or if you're pretty balanced. And so we'll go back to you, um, Tatum for a hot second. Like you have a lot of earth energy in your chart. Like you are very grounded. You are very practical. You are very stable. Um, you have a fair amount of air energy. You have a decent amount of fire energy and you have like not a super amount of water energy, which if I recall correctly, when we chatted, um, you were like, yeah, I don't cry very much. And tears are part of the healing processing process. Mm -hmm. So when you don't allow those to flow out, like things get stuck and that energy gets stuck either in your body or you're carrying it around in your soul. And like, you need to understand this part of you so that you can continue, um, you know, just to find balance and, and really feel better every day, which I think is so aligned and perfect with what you guys are trying to accomplish with this beautiful podcast. Um, and so tell me a little bit about how you manage that lack of water element. Like what are some of your go-tos? Yeah. Well, first of all, I will say when I do cry, it feels so relieving, like mm -hmm. to just get it out. Um, and I feel like that is true. Like I, I don't like, even if I have like the urge to cry, I like want to like fight, fight back to not, not cry. Um, so then like when I do eventually cry, it's like all this built up, like emotion mm -hmm. and energy that's just been waiting to come out. Um, mm -hmm. but I think one of the things that we talked about, um, that's really helped me a lot. Well, journaling is obviously very helpful just to kind of get my ideas and thoughts out on paper and get them out of my head. And so they're not taking up all that space in my brain and, literally just writing them on paper and getting them somewhere else has been really mm -hmm. helpful. Um, another thing is um, after I had a session with you, I was thinking about other people in my life, like um, that I'm very close with. And 
you were right that a lot of the people I am super close with have more water in their charts. And so spending time with people who do have more of that water energy is actually really helpful for me because mm-hmm. like my boyfriend, for example, um, he's a Pisces and um, he's got a, a lot of other water in his chart. And so does my stepmom. Um, but both of them make me feel, help me feel more of that, like, in flow of life just kind of like go with the flow type of energy and not so like tense and just well it's almost like open to vulnerability right like water energy like allows opportunity for people to hold space for you to actually Mm -hmm. feel how you're feeling and when you don't have access to that like you feel stagnant yeah absolutely yeah and then also just the physical like aspect of actual water um taking a bath is always something that really helps calm me down um and I when I was thinking about it too I spent a lot of time in water growing up as a kid like Mm -hmm. I was always like we were out on the river at the lake like we did lots of like water sports activities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and that was kind of like my, my inner child gets like the most happiest when I'm like outside around water, which sounds really yeah. weird, but like it does. No, no. Like, yeah, I feel that for sure. Yeah. And so like, those are four, we've only talked about four basic things of astrology today. And each of them have given you like a different perspective on how mm-hmm. to find balance in your life. Like yeah. this is, doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be like, let's talk about the angles and the placements mm-hmm. like the sim- the simpler it is, I actually feel like the more profound and the more powerful. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about Liv because she actually is like elementally pretty balanced. <laughs> um, do you agree with that, uh, Olivia? Or do you think that it's like not so much the case? Hmm. I think that I could agree with that, but I'm going to need a little bit of a descriptor because I'm not as familiar with those okay. signs. Yeah, no problem. So, um, you also have a fair amount of earth in your chart. Um, so you both are very practical in how you approach things. Um, and then between fire, air and water, you have like a little bit more fire, but you're a little short on the air and a little short on the water piece. Um, do you, do you feel that? Like, do you feel like it's sometimes hard to communicate and like maybe a little bit hard to process your emotions? Yes. Yeah. I would say that's accurate. Okay. Um, and so when we met, like, do you recall what homework I gave you around that? I was telling Tatum, um, a little (laughs) bit ago that when we had that astrological session, I think I was just going through absolute emotional turmoil. (laughs) Forgot forgot some of the things, um, that we chatted about and would love to be refreshed on. Yeah. let's, Let's do a refresh. So on the air side of life, um, a couple things that would be super helpful when you're feeling out of balance or alignment, or you're wanting to get like more into alignment, right? So you're not out, but you're like, I just want to like embody a different version of myself, a higher version of myself, Mm -hmm. hit a higher frequency, like journaling or breath work is going to be the best way to top tap into adding a little bit more air in your life. Um, talking, communicating, singing, like any of that is going to really help too. On the water side, like I'd have very similar, um, suggestions for you. Like crying is like always number one, allowing yourself to cry. Again, this is something we have conditionally been told that is the weaker thing to not do, but it actually is so healing. Um, you, you could surround yourself with water. You could even like get yourself a little, um, 
water feature, water fountain in your living space that could kind of help bring that extra balance. You could hang out with your favorite water signs. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have a fair amount of access to Scorpio water in your chart too. So I know you really feel your emotions deeply as well. Oh, yes, I do. And I've definitely mm-hmm. since then, um, I do breath work and journaling every day. So maybe I did subconsciously yes. add all those things in, which I think mm-hmm. have definitely helped. I feel like Tatum and I in this past year have gone on kind of an emotional, spiritual journey and have made it a far away since last year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I love that. What would you say is like, what would you tell yourself like 15 months ago before you started this journey um, about your spiritual journey today? Like what, what would you want? What insight would you want to share? Mm, That is a great question. Mm, I, I think one thing that, one thing that I wish I was like, able to tell myself a lot earlier and Liv and I say this all the time to each other is that it's not always about you that's like one big thing that I have really honed in on over this past year um because I used to take things so personally and always think that um people's reaction were a reflection of me and something that I did and um I think part of like what you were saying about my chart that need to be fair and have like harmony and justice is um, something that sometimes when I'm not feeling completely aligned, I will take that and maybe overcompensate to meet somebody else's needs and then like not pay attention to mine, or I will um, just act a little bit out of character to like keep the peace Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, just try to avoid that conflict instead of Mm -hmm. taking a step back and saying, maybe they reacted that way because of something that they're going through or Mm -hmm. just some type of, um, I don't know, their past history, trauma, whatever. Um, And so that's a big thing that I think I wish I had, that if I could go back, I would tell myself um, a year ago um, because that has helped me process things a lot better. Yeah. Especially with that Scorpio sun energy, like that's intense, man. You're going to feel everyone's vibes with that. And Liv, what about you? I think that kind of going off of that, I felt like maybe a year or even before that, I felt very out of control with my emotions and like, um, Mm -hmm. like things were happening for no reason. Like, why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting? And now that I've learned about things like astrology, energy, generational trauma, all those different things, I can now more understand why I act the way I act, why I feel feelings. I feel why maybe I have, um, my certain reactions, because maybe I have more fiery elements, I have Mm -hmm. more this and that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like making sense of it um, just makes me feel more in control of it and not like, why the heck am I feeling this way? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a tool, right? Like it's not surefire, but it does make you like take a step back and like assess things in a different way with a different lens that actually feels in my opinion, better than somebody being like, well, you've always been like that. Like it leaves room. I think astrology really leaves room for growth in a way that is like aligned with who you are and who you want to be, why you were brought here. Like your natal chart is the signature that we have as humans of the contract that your soul made. That's, that's the whole point, the moment at the moment of your birth. And so, you know, it's, 
it's uniquely you. And, you know, understanding that and really learning the basics of that. And even maybe not like, maybe you want to be level expert. Um, but I just think the basics are super powerful and can really help you give yourself a cosmic hug when you need it, because it like life is rough, man. And all that stuff that you talked about live around energy and, um, generational trauma and all that, like, we're not ever made aware of that unless we mm -hmm. actually get curious about what that means and how that all shows up in our life. Yeah. Another yeah. thing that Liv was saying too, um, how she was like, kind of used to be really frustrated about like, why are all of these things happening? And another thing that we like to remind each other of often is that things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. Yeah. And even with the negative things, those are happening for a reason they're happening for you, um, for your path. And like, that's one thing that we've really tried to embrace and, yep. um, just kind of, accept so that we can move forward with a better mindset of like, this is get this is going to get me to the next place that I need to be, even if it might really suck right now. Um, this is kind of my, my divine path and, um, just kind of sitting with that and, and accepting it is something that we've also really learned. Yeah. It's crazy. Like once you hit that level of like being able to accept the crap when it comes and the goodness when it comes, and not tie yourself to the outcome. Like you really open it up a new door of like how free you allow yourself to be. Right. And like, you can just observe, like I'm here to learn something and I'll understand this later. Um, but right now I don't have the answers and that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so to kind of help our listeners, um, get a little bit more of like an application for this information. Um, yeah. One of the questions we wanted to ask you was what astrological season are we in right now? And kind of what does that mean for us? What can people do with that information? Yeah. So right now we're in Leo season um, and we're going to be transitioning to Virgo season here next uh, two weekends. No, next weekend, the 22nd um, of August. And it's colliding with a few, um, other cosmic events. So we have a second full moon in Aquarius, um, which is going to be happening on the same day we leave Leo season and we enter Virgo season. And so what that really is, like we usually rarely get two moons of the same sign back to back month to month. So what that is really allowing us in this time from our last full moon is like you know, the full moon is here for us to tune into where we want to go to set big goals, to celebrate where we're at, to have gratitude. Um, and so this is a really great time to like tune into your future self and where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, and so I recommend spending a few minutes working with full moon energy every month. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be five or 10 minutes, but like really setting your intention and being clear about what you're trying to invite into your life. Um, within the next 45 days, we have fall equinox starting equinox and solstice are seasonal changes that we experience between, you know, we're going from summer energy to fall energy. Summer energy is all about growth and like really tuning into, you know, where you're at, um, really like taking action towards the things that you really desire and want to invite into your life. And then fall season is like, preparation for winter, but also celebration of all the things that, um, 
that have already manifested for you. And so, you know, as we continue to go through these energetic cycles, it's really important um, just to check in with yourself. Where are you at? What do you need? What's coming up? Um, I like to think astrologically of these um, little micro events that we uh, experience as like little stepping stones up a very large um, cylinder of life or staircase that are like leading us to that highest self. And so really tuning into yourself and just, um, you know, giving yourself the grace to feel what you're feeling when things come up on these different cycles is a super powerful way, not only to like track where you've been, but to document where you want to go. And the universe is always listening to that. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've learned so much about myself and, um, and how to guide things from here on out in this short hour that we've chatted. Yeah. I know. Well, I I mean, if you think about it, like as little stuff, like, I don't know, we all are sold that it's supposed to be like this wholesale, like, Oh, this moon is happening and this big shift is going to occur. And it's like, no, this little shift is going to occur. Like you actually want the little shift to occur because that's going to take you so much further. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to give like the listeners, let's say they're starting off kind of learning about astrology, maybe they want to start kind of living through the stars, becoming more in tune with the universe. What are a few action items or way that somebody could start doing that like today? Yeah. So number one is just start paying attention to how you're feeling. Like, um, you know, one thing we didn't really cover, and I know we don't have a lot of time today, maybe I can come back on another show, but, um, I, I never really believed in astrology before I started studying it. Like I resisted my woo woo side in a really big way. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, one thing that started piecing together for me, and obviously everyone's journey is different is like really just observing how I felt at different points in either the month or my life and really starting to get curious of the why. And I think that's what astrology does a really great job of helping you understand is like it pieces together the, the, how you're feeling with the, why you're feeling it. And you get a little bit of, um, some insights just about where you're at and what you need. So observation, step number one, step number two is like, learn about your sun, moon and rising. There are so many Um, great resources out there. And I actually offer 15 minute free cosmic consults for anyone who just wants to have a very basic conversation about their sun sign, their moon sign, or their rising sign. Um, And I think like we talked about today, it's just really powerful to know like, oh, you know, my sun is in Capricorn and my moon is in Pisces. Like, what does that actually mean? And how does that apply in my life? Like what, when I have a disagreement with someone, you know, when I'm feeling really happy, when I'm going to work, like, and then like, once you start kind of like unpacking some of this, what there's a shift that happens. And, you know, those little micro shifts that we just talked about are super powerful and like, they lead to the really big shifts that really help you understand where you're at and what you want. And astrology has this beautiful way of giving you permission, not only to be yourself, but to follow your divine path. And I'm just, I'm so touched to be brought back. And it's been over a year since we, you know, we've talked between, you know, Liv and I, or Tatum and I, and you guys are like light years ahead from where you were 12 or 15 months ago. And like, things happen so quickly once you lean into this curiosity. Um, but you got to give yourself permission to do it. 
Yeah, for yes. sure. I, I think that when I had my session with you, like you said, that was definitely one of my micro shifts where you told me all of these things that I like knew about myself, but like you said, mm-hmm. you need that person on that external person to say, to validate you and say like, you know, this is why you're feeling that way. And, Mm -hmm. um, that micro shift kind of gave me that spark to like, take that a little bit further and take some next steps. And then gradually just those small micro shifts over time have kind of gotten us. And I'm sure Liv can say the same to where we are right now. And obviously we still have a long way to go, but looking back on like just the last year, we've both changed so much. And I think that honestly, maybe even I know that for Liv with her session I can remember um like you encouraging her to like explore a lot of her emotions a lot further and um just even have conversations with more people about them to just Mm -hmm. kind of talk through how she was feeling I know she took your advice and did that and that has helped her so much so it's definitely um I can definitely resonate with the fact that those little shifts really can take you a long way yeah yeah. yeah. It's not my job. And that's why I call myself a consultant. Like I can't <laughs> tell you what the right thing exactly is for you. I can be like, based on these things I see, this would be my suggestion of things to, to try, mm-hmm. but this is about exploration. This isn't yeah. about some checklist that I'm going to give you to go do. And like, you're going to then have the answer. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to lead you to the next little tidbit that you need to like enrich the journey that you're on. Yeah. Yes. You're like a guider guiding people yeah. through these things. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember you asked me a lot of questions that just got me thinking about, about some things. And that's kind of what, like I said, sparked that inner, that inner journey. Yeah. I, I wish that you could be my cosmic therapist because I, I mean, that, I can, I'm here <laughs> always for you. Tatum, no problem. I feel so much better when I speak with you, Lauren. Awesome. Well, that's a beautiful compliment. Thank you. I actually have, um, a new, uh, offering that I'm going to be launching this next week, which is, I wasn't actually planning on saying anything here, but (laughs) essentially it's a cosmic look ahead of the energy that you have access to in the year Mm -hmm. ahead and then how to navigate that once it comes up. So I'll be sending out, um, an email to everyone. Um, if you're on my email list, which I know you guys are, um, if you're interested, I go by season. So between like equinox and solstices all the way around Mm. the year. And that way, like you can really identify like what are kind of those little micro seasons that you need to tune into and be aware of. And like, I'm not, I'm not a predictor of life. Right. But I can be like, Hey, this energy is coming. And if you're aware of it, you can navigate it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how could our, our listeners find you after this episode? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N-D and then dot astrology. Um, or you can find me at LaurenDegolia.com and I will just let Tatum and Liv put that in the show notes For so sure. that I don't have to spell it all out. Yeah, we will. We definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> cool. Yes. Lovely. Well, First of all, thank you so much. This was so informational and Mm -hmm. I feel like my weekend is off to a great start. I'm feeling aligned. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, (laughs) do you guys want an Oracle card before we go into the the weekend? Do you guys have a, do you want, maybe we'll do two, one each. What do you think? Okay. Yes. Okay. Who would like to go first? Liv can go. I'm going to start shuffling through. Tell me when to stop and I'll pull your card. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. No. Yes. Okay. 
I love it. It's the strength <laughs> card. Da, 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 da. The elephant. I drew it face up, which means the original message applies. All right, here we go, Liv. Elef elephant balances strength and gentleness, but the main source of her strength is love. Instead of using her strength to exert power over others, she uses it to keep others from exerting power over her. Her strength shines in her compassion, her self-esteem, and her levels of endurance. Her faith in her spiritual strength keeps her resilient. The spirit of elephant is a reminder of what your life's motivation is, fueling you with the drive and inner strength to pursue it. Oh, I love that. I'm going to take that and think about that for a bit. Yeah. You're like, I accept. And I actually have goosebumps all over my body. So like the only thing that came up for me is like, wow, sister, you have come full circle in 12 months or 15 that months. That is amazing to hear. Yeah. All right, Miss Tatum. I'm going to start shuffling through right now. You tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. I don't know which one that is. What does it say? Night of feathers. Action and focus is the theme of that one. I mean, yeah. Coyote has an enduring mind and is is an intense observer, hashtag Scorpio sun. Um, he is a reveler of truth behind illusion, hashtag moon in Sagittarius, and always cuts to the chase. Working with his resources, he doesn't let anything block his progress. Coyote is your guide to putting action goals into action. He challenges you to strike when the iron is hot. Focus your energy on communicating your ideas and demonstrate how much you're in control. If you feel conflicted in making your move, now is the time to grant enough faith in yourself to overcome fear. Be aware and informed and know that you will be able to deal with any roadblocks as they arise by adjusting plans as needed. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of, I had, I just have kind of a lot on my plate right now when I've been mm -hmm. talking with Liv about how like sometimes I just feel like um, I lose track of like, like I forget that I have all the answers within me, like I can figure this out and I just get kind of like stuck. So that that's very helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so there much, you Lauren. We just really enjoyed this episode and we are excited for all of our listeners to hear from you and yeah, hopefully start their journey toward um, living more through the stars as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat with you guys today. Yes. Thank you. you. Have a all good right. weekend. You too. Bye. <laughs>